0: Hi, I'm Bridget. And I'm Monica. Welcome back to Mode Push, the F1 podcast. Today, we are going deep on rising star and English gentleman, George Russell, because you asked and we, of course, wanted to deliver. This is part of a series of bonus episodes on the biggest stars in F1 that we've been doing, highlighting what makes them unique on and off the grid. If you haven't caught them already, check out our past episodes on Bottas, Danny Rick and Ocon. But today, we'll go deep into George's younger years, how he got started in the sport his Williams ascent into Mercedes and his life beyond racing. Oh, Georgie Rust, I'm just going to jump right in about how I feel. George Russell had the hardest job in the world and I judged him. I think a lot of the world judged him because he he had to step into Valtteri Bottas's shoes. How do you do that? I agree. I thought you were going to say a different reason why it was so hard, but that is also true. <laughs> oh, I think that's it. He had to step into the most likable F1 drivers position. After that very publicized sort of temper tantrum, when George ran into Botoss and then said, what the fuck are you doing? How do you carve your path after that? I was very suspect. How do you feel about George Russell? I live on extremes with George. On one hand, I agree. I think he had the hardest job, I was going to say, because he was coming in to be Hamilton's teammate. <laughs> oh, Sarah, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I feel like coming in to be the GOAT's teammate, but not being willing to take on any second driver associations is a very hard situation and then he ended up in some ways in some stats at the beginning of last season like beating Lewis and I felt like he was very humble and handled it really well there's these moments where you're like what a gentleman love the guy and then there are moments like when he hit Botas or when he says things like this interview last weekend about Red Bull winning everything and you're like Who is this guy? He's a man of extremes. I think I know who he is. I have a theory. Because like, you know how I was like, Ocon is Aladdin. Mm. I had to rack my brain about who is George Russell. It's not as obvious. Because to your point, he's kind of a couple of different people. Maybe he would be the love child of Hermione and Harry Potter. Mm. But like, then that doesn't work. That's just you taking the lazy British way out. Then I was talking (sighs) to my husband about this. And I was like, describe George Russell. And he's like, "Okay, well, I guess I would say he's try hard. He's a goofball, but he doesn't know he's a goofball. And he doesn't know he's try hard. Maybe he thinks he's like a little cooler than he actually is. And then he goes between this like mopey, sad, whatever, humble, dorky guy to like this crazy animated alpha male. And I was like, you know who he is? He's Ross from Friends." Oh, my God, that's so good. Yes. He's lost from friends. He would be the paleontologist at the Children's Museum that marries a lesbian, gets the spray tan done wrong, but ends up getting the girl all like at the end of the day. You like love him for it. George Russell is Ross. I totally see that. And yeah, he, he's like really composed, but really quirky. <laughs> it, it totally vibes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. If I had to do the Aladdin thing for Ocon, that was so much more obvious. It's not as obvious with George until I started riffing, and I was like, "He's Ross." Anyway, the tryhard what? who doesn't know he's a tryhard. <laughs> yeah, and like you know, Danny Rick I think summed it up best by saying he's a guy with two first names. But we can get to that later. Okay. All kidding aside, who actually is George Russell? I'll start with his early life. George William Russell. That's actually three first names. Born February 15th, 1998. He is a, wow, he is young. He's younger than I thought. He's almost a millennium baby. So I couldn't find so much about his family and their background. I know that it's not generally believed he's a paid driver. He didn't come from a lot of wealth. Uh, What I could find is he has a dad named Steve and a mom named Allison. Steve had a small business, a successful peas and beans business called Dunn's. Peas and beans that he sold in 2012 to help finance George's racing career. And his mom, Allison, worked as a hairdresser. He has an older brother named Benji. He actually got started in racing because of his brother. His number 63 was his brother's number. He has an older sister. He is the youngest of the three Russell children. It seems like he had like a pretty nice time growing up in this place called Kings Lynn. Norfolk moved to Milton Keynes when he became the Mercedes reserve driver. Pretty run-of-the-mill, nice, maybe upper-middle class British upbringing is what it seems. Kind of adorable, like the peas and beans family. It's a very sweet upbringing (laughs) story. Clearly they did well, well enough, the peas and beans company, because there is this line If you go deep on the sort of George Russell, like, who are you? Backstory that George has always been a Mercedes fanatic. And so he convinced his entire family to drive Mercedes before he was like serious in this world. So they were doing well enough on the peas and beans and the hairdressing to to drive Mercedes. Wow, he's always had his eye on the prize. How did he know? Good segue, Monica. How did he go from peas and beans karting to where he is today? He's part of this like, Young Buck crew with Max, Charles, Lando in some ways, Albon. They all came up together there and actually many pictures of all of them throughout the years. Karting and then entering the Formula Series. He talks about in 2011, there were like three big championships and basically he won one. Max Verstappen won one and Charles Leclerc won one. And so it was just like this powerhouse. The three of them, these three little kids. In some ways, he got the slowest start of those three. So had some success in karting And then how did he end up at Williams by way of Mercedes? Similar to this convincing his parents to buy the Mercedes, he, story goes, cold emailed his CV to Toto in 2014. This is like well before he's really done anything in the formula series or whatnot. And he sends him this cold note of like, I'd love to meet you, blah, blah, blah. Ends up getting a response like the next day from Toto. They met up two months later. And Toto jokes that George showed up in a suit with a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> and then he looks more like an accountant than a than a race car driver. I found the outline of his Merc PowerPoint when I went deep down the rabbit hole, Toto gave this interview where the the person was like, what did this PowerPoint say to make you sign this 15-year-old? And Toto was basically like, well, let me start off with the 15-year-old showed up in a black suit by himself in my office. It was definitely like his communion suit, didn't fit him anymore. He had this presentation. He just went for it. And then Toto remembers the outline of the slides and he just rattles off. First slide is my resume. Second slide are my strengths, why I'd be a great Mercedes driver. Third slide, my weaknesses. Fourth slide, how I plan to overcome my weaknesses. And fifth slide was the roadmap from how I'm going to get to where I am today to be on your Mercedes F1 team. Toto ends this interview by saying, I mean, I've had his contract since he was 15 years old because I was so impressed by his vision. He knew what he wanted and he had the plan. George Russell, the businessman slash the mini Toto. That's probably exactly what Toto would do if he was trying to get an F1 job. That is true. That is very true. And so George and Barry Ross, similarly. That was, I guess, when it all began. That's 2015. He came close to actually signing for BMW DTM, which is a Euro racing series, because Mm -hmm. Toto, while he might have had the contract drafted, did not give it to him. And he talks about sitting in the bath, thinking about this and getting a call, which is, by the way, sitting in the bath, thinking about this reminds me of like Winston Churchill sitting there trying to make strategic decisions in a long bath. Oh, my God. Okay, so we have so far compared George Russell to a love child between Hermione and Harry Potter, Ross from Friends, Winston Churchill and Toto Wolf. Like, I feel like part of this is because he's so young, he hasn't fully formed like who... He is, but also part because potentially he has multiple personalities, George Russell. Like, who is the real George Russell? Will we ever know? That could explain why I feel I have such extreme feelings on him. So he's brooding in his bathtub, thinking about his chat with Toto when the call comes in. The call comes in actually from Ocon's manager, because Ocon, as we know, has this like deep connection with Toto. At this time, ends up signing to become the Merc junior driver reserve driver for 2017 to 2018 he also goes on to win GP3 in 2017 and F2 in 2018 so looks like they made the right bet I remember reading the comparisons with him because I think Leclerc and Russell are the most recent to win F2 in their rookie seasons and as was Piastri so that was like the line people were trying to drive yeah, I think they did it in consecutive years, Charles and George, which is an amazing lineage to be in. But you know, we'll we'll or, see. You Nick know, Astry. you know who else is in there, but it's it's. I mean, it just took him a little longer as Mick. So you know, we'll see. See Mick. Mick. Well, there. Fingers crossed. I mean, Hulkenberg <laughs> is in this legacy too, so it's all relative. <laughs> so. He joins Williams basically on loan from Mercedes. This is where Netflix picks up the storyline. Three years, do or die, verge of bankruptcy. You have Claire Williams losing sponsors, dealing with the fallout of the strolls. I actually was quite endeared to George during this time. He was really the hero arc when Williams got on the show between his ability to qualify well in this lesser than car... To his, you know, getting on the podium at one point. To like when he cried for winning his first points in a race with Nicholas Latifi. He seemed like such a nice, good dude. And then of course, you know, he started to get the call. When COVID happened, he subbed in for Lewis at Secure in 2020. Right. Which was his DeVries moment. That was crazy, right? He was like at the very front of the pack for a lot of that time. He qualified on the front row and then he was leading the race until I think he had a mechanical issue. And then, you know, all the rumors start swirling that he's going to take Botas's seat. And then, of course, the famous collision in Imola when he hits Botas, which doesn't happen in the sport. You don't get out post-crash and yell at the other tribe for total opposites. But he was so adorable when he was crying. And I feel like we see that, honestly, again later in his career, but he... He's a very emotional person. Which is so not British, actually. Who are you, George Russell? He's an enigma. Okay, okay. So, ends up signing with Merck. We all know what that means. Here's the thing about George Russell. He gets the Mercedes seat, and he does put in the work. He spends 60-plus days on off-track activities for Mercedes that doesn't include any racing simulator work or any other factory things. So he works with the sponsors. He does what the team needs him to do. He puts his suit on and does his PowerPoint presentation. He's all in. He is unwilling to be a second driver. He's not for the team. He's for George, which is really interesting to see him beat Lewis in his sort of rookie Mercedes year and take the team's only pole position and only win. I think that we're going to see big things from George Russell. I really do. If he can keep the focus and keep the emotions channeled. I think he's got the makings of a world champion. And I don't say that lightly. I agree. Mercedes gives him the right car and he can be patient. And I was thinking about this actually after the interview last weekend. You know, Max drove for Red Bull for years with a much worse car and was patient and then finally got the car of 2021, but definitely 2022. George just kind of needs a little bit of that also. I know he had the three years at Williams and feels like it was a long time, but. And then he just has to keep waiting. But he feels totally like could be a world champion alongside Charles, I would say, as the leaders on the grid in the next generation. I agree with that. They were the big three when they were, you know, five years old or whatever. Now <laughs> they're there, the big three <laughs> at twenty five. I love watching him race because he never gives up like the battle with Alonso last week at Bahrain. He was like, oh, I'm gonna try as hard as I can, even though he had inferior an inferior car and an inferior tire. I'm starting to respect him a lot more on the track because I don't think you've got to see what he could actually do in that Williams car. Um, and then obviously Mercedes had so many issues to overcome last year that it was hard to get a real sense of his talent. I'm excited for the future for George Russell. He's just got to keep his feet on the ground. What about him outside of F1, Monica? What do we know about him? Outside of F1, he has cultivated a very clear persona. There's on one side this mature politician side of him that he wants to portray. This sense of community and people beyond himself. He took on a director of the Grand Prix Drivers Association. And I think some people think he'll become kind of like the next Vettel, watching out for the whole sport and the drivers and whatnot. Interesting. I don't think I would have pinned him for that. I mean, technically he took Grosjean's seat, but... Obviously, as fewer older members are part of it, he will become more of that statesman. He's also picked up the mental health beat. So he talked about after a really difficult race, a crash, he was at a very low point in his career, he said. And he went to start speaking to a professional. He goes every week or so. And it's helped a lot with his on-track and off-track performance. I'm here for that. Totally here for that. Feel like. Mental health is actually a huge part of F1 and people don't talk about it as much as I think it matters and they should. Yeah. Um, But then on the social side, I feel like he's just like a normal person outside of this world where he tries to be. A young politician. <laughs> the many faces of George Russell. Okay, so socially, who is he? As we've talked about on the pod before, he used to date Nick DeVries' sister, Seychelle, And then he broke up with her and started dating his new girlfriend, Carmen, in 2020. I highly recommend, by the way, they're a very cute power couple follow, so check them out on Insta. Okay. Uh, Carmen Montero-Munch, she is a IR associate and they have some pretty awesome travels, especially in the off season. He's like best friends with Alex Albon. They've been mates since like 2011. Oh um, God, I want to be best friends with Alex Albon. I know. it's very clear, by the way, when they were talking about the Charles-Mix-George trifecta that none of them are friends. So he's part of, I think, this Albon, maybe a little bit like, stroll, formerly Latifi, by Latifi brew that existed. He plays badminton in his downtime and paddleball. He said squash was too injury prone for him, which is very sensible and very George. Very, very sensible. His favorite place on earth is Soho Farmhouse. So it's basic. So, it's funny you say that. I feel like he's always there on social media when they have a break in the races. Off to the farmhouse, strolling in his Berber jacket or whatever. I mean, they are kind of a power couple and they are so British in certain ways, but so not. Again, it's like the theme here is like, who are you, George Russell? In some ways, this is making me think he's less of an enigma. You're a Soho farmhouse guy who loves his favorite music, he said, is Ed Sheeran and Coldplay. He's so basic. He's so basic. GQ did an interview of him, asked, is style important to you? He said, I want to dress well. I want to look classy and elegant. Kind of like David Beckham in that regard. Or Federer. Wow. Wow. -hmm. I do think he's trying to find his identity. And that actually might be one of the hardest things to do. To your point about being partnered with Lewis, is like, here's this person who is just the most drippy and swaggy and knows exactly who he is has such a unique point of view is so unapologetic for it. I don't know if you've seen if you've seen the the Instagram reel that's going around one of the F1 reporters chasing Shaq down and he's like so how big of an F1 fan are you and Shaq just looks at the camera and goes Lewis Hamilton and keeps walking. To be constantly compared to a person off track completely like forget about all the racing. He's so milk toast compared to Lewis that that must actually be so hard for him to like try to carve out that identity, especially when you weekend at Soho Farmhouse listening to Ed Sheeran and somehow think that Federer and David Beckham are on the same playing field in terms of style. Like that is confusing to me, but oh, wow. OK, I'm like, I'm just psychoanalyzing <laughs> George Russell right now. Honestly, I feel like he's zigging where where Lewis is zags. Lewis is like, I'm going to be a big persona. I'm going to be a celebrity. George is like, I'm going to be a nerd. <laughs> it's kind of basic. And uh, it's working for him as his own lane. He is only 25. He's trying to figure it out. Happy belated birthday, George Russell. He's more of a Federer than a Beckham. Ed Sheeran, cold play. Racket sports, but not squash because it's too injury prone. Albon's his best mate what else? He's a tall boy. He's the tallest driver on the grid or tied for tallest at 6'1". And one of my favorite things to watch Q, when he won at Interlagos last year was him just like prancing around, jumping off the (laughs) car. His long legs just everywhere when he's going to go get Joe from that crash last year at Silverstone. Oh, yeah. He ran like a gazelle. He really was quite elegant. And that was an amazing moment, actually. Shout out to you, George Russell, even though you're still trying to find out who you are. That was amazing. For him to instantly just need to go check on Joe was a really amazing, amazing moment in Formula One. That was one of The moment I fell in love. That moment and when he was crying after his first points and again after his first win and talking about everything that got him there and the team, but then the family, his girlfriend, I was like, this is just a good guy deep down, you know? (laughs) Yeah. He's still that 15-year-old in his too tight of black suit giving his presentation to Toto. I think this is where the last thing that I have is George randomly became a meme and a Twitter trend last year.
1: Go on, go on.
0: (laughs) It was this whole phenomenon of George is the type of guy who some of them were like, George Russell is the type of guy to slap his thighs and say, right, before getting up to leave your house. Or George Russell is the type of guy who says, how's the weather up there when he sees someone taller than him? Well, like what? So he's a dork. He's a total dork. Also, to be clear, this starts happening. There's tons more. George gets in on it and starts retweeting them and responding because he loves it so much. So another one, which was George Russell is the type of guy to say, I'm just going to squeeze right by you when trying to get through a crowd. And then George retweets it and says, manners cost nothing, people. Okay, I'm kind of here for it. He's funny. He's got that British humor. He's got very much the British humor. They had some of the other drivers on the grid make their own up. And as you said, Danny Rick said, George Russell is the type of guy who selfishly has two first names. His mate, Alex Albon, joked he is the type of guy to take his top off during a security check at the airport. He does have a lot of, a lot of shirtless pics. Clapless Instagram posts, George Russell. I don't hate them. There are, there's something to look at there. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's there's not nothing. So I thought we could finish with a little bit of a game of what would be your George Russell is the type of guy. Oh, my God. I don't even know. Because like I said, we just went through the six personas of George Russell. I got to think about it. This is like my housewife tagline. So when I was thinking about it, I was like, George Russell is the type of guy who walks around the neighborhood and says good day to everyone and knows all his neighbors' dogs' names. You know, George Russell is... A soccer coach he's like a dad already even though he's 25 or something <laughs> that he's 25 i still think the one about saying excuse me as he squeezes by you is the most accurate one because that's the type of guy where you're like i hate that guy but he was just so nice to me so he's doing something sort of egregious but i'm not mad at it that's actually kind of how he races oh he's the kind of guy that says crikey on the radio oh What's totally not- I'll leave you with one more. I'm actually just reading the ones that he himself retweeted because he liked them. George Russell is the type of guy to say, quote, I won't get too far without these. When he comes back to grab the car keys, he forgot. What did we say in response to that? He said the simple ones are the best. Then someone else was like, we're just the sort of person to look up all the Georges of the sort of person tweets and confirm he does this stuff. And he, of course, responds, you know me too well. Okay, that's amazing. That's amazing. He needs to take a page out of, like, Botas's book, lean into your quirks, and make them work for you. Should George Russell have a mullet? No, I hope he needs to have, like, a sweater tied around his shoulders all the time and a barber jacket. Remember in college when we'd have, like, the tennis pros and golf pros, tennis (laughs) whatever. Like, the, the mixer where it was, like, Channel, that, Ken doll... Vineyard Vines. That's the American equivalent. He's got to lean into that. He's kind of doing it with the whole George Russell is the type of guy tweets like that's great. I feel like George Russell is the type of guy to become like a Brooks Brother face or something, you know, like he could have the best brand sponsorships. I mean, you've got on one hand Joe doing like Gucci and Dior and you could have George Russell doing household brands. (laughs) Who are you, George Russell? We feel strongly one way or the other about him, but not consistently, which is ironic because he's Mr. Consistency on the grid. Only consistent thing about him is that he is a basic British white dude who needs to be sponsored by Hunter Boots, Barber Jackets and Soho House. He has a fascination with St. Bart's. This is just literally what one would do if they Googled how to be bougie and then started to go through the checklist online (laughs) he 100 percent makes powerpoints at the beginning of the year probably like january he probably calendars out his whole year in january and makes a presentation to to carmen okay slide one agenda slide two vacation spots slide three wardrobe george russell is the type of guy to one make like a thousand resolutions and to powerpoint off his whole life Every so often, I think (laughs) which Ivy would he go to? mm. Because you know he'd go to an Ivy, definitely East Coast Ivy. I'm thinking Yale right now. I think Yale, right? Kind of very old school, stuffy. Feels right, Connecticut Mm -hmm. Bulldogs. I think there's something like so relatable to him. He's still figuring out who he is. It's pretty refreshing to have this person on the grid that. That's not Max Verstappen, who is a robot or Lewis Hamilton, who is a supermodel or Charles Leclerc, who is like, you know, he's the chosen one, actually, like the gifted child that, you know, has to get his strategy team and car in place. Are we all George? Are we all just trying to figure out that the- you are all of us? He could be all of us. He could be in an, in an aspirational but non aspirational way at the same time. Oh my god. Is he the mirror that's holding? Is he is he making us all just reflect a little bit about who we are? He would love that. <laughs> George Russell, I wish you have nothing of the best. Where do we think he's gonna end up this season? Great question. Oh, he came in fourth last year. He beat signs. Came in fourth last okay. year. Ooh. Mr. Consistency, Max Charles, my pro, George Russell. Wow, fourth. Yeah, I'm gonna say fifth or sixth. Wow. I'm gonna say. I'm going to say seventh or eighth. Do you think he beats Lewis or Lewis beats him this year? I think Lewis beats him this year. I don't think Lewis is going to let that happen. I think Lewis is not playing this season. Like, did not come to play. Like I said in our predictions, the man is coming to slay. So many workout clothes. So many workout pictures. Amazing fashion. I'm just, again, I'm so obsessed with Lewis. I'm like Shaq. How much do you like F1? Lewis Hamilton. That's the only answer. Poor Georgie Ross. Keep keep trying to carve out your lane over here. You know, we're watching. There were layers to this bonus episode. Thanks to the fans for suggesting it, because like, honestly, I don't think I would have gone so deep on on good old Georgie Russ. But I think we have a super talented young driver that is going to try and do battle with his cohort, which is Max and Cheryl and at the same time become whoever he's going to become. We're rooting for you, George. I'm a renewed fan right now. It might not sound like we're rooting for you, but we're rooting for you. We might be trolling you and rooting for you at the same time here. Totally possible. Do you think he had frosted tips in middle school? Oh, I could see him getting frosted tips soon because they are back in. Are they really? Jesus. Oh, God. Or like the puka shell necklace. Like. Definitely had a puka shell necklace. No question about it case choker yes i can see it (laughs) press and tips are back woof okay on that note tell us what you want to hear thanks for listening thanks for listening we'll talk to you guys soon Bye. bye bye